What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the 18th episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. That's right, y'all. We are in Season 2, Episode 18. Wow, we have came a long way, and I'm so excited to be here. So without further ado, let's get this show started. And again, welcome in to the 18th episode, season two. I cannot believe, y'all, we have been doing this for so long. Like, I don't know, I mean, I won't even say so long like it's been 10 years, but it kind of feel like it. And like I was explaining last week, I am moving into um, just revamping the show, revamping the website and doing some new things. Um, So season three, I'm bringing it to y'all. It is going to be cool. It is going to be great. And I'm excited. I'm always excited. I've been excited since season one, but I'm super excited to bring season two. And I want to say this again. If you are a woman and you are interested in sports, you love sports like me, or you're interested in learning sports and you listen to my show, please reach out to me. Let's collaborate. Let's do some stuff. I want this to go long form for women. This is for women, even though I have men Listeners, and we appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys for coming. And I love all the men that reach out to me and want to be on the show as well. So there is space for you, and you will um, eventually come on. But I want this show to grow with women, and this really be a like a woman-driven sports outlet. So let's jump right in. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Brittany Grinner. <clears throat> So y'all, I did, I have mentioned this a few times that she is detained over in Russia. Still, she's been detained since February 17th for having um, a vape cartridge, some hashish oil um, they found in her luggage, which over there in Russia is supposedly illegal. Um, so she was flying back home. I'm, I would assume it was ahead of the war that w- that's currently still going on with Ukraine. Um, a lot of Americans, Americans was trying to get out of Russia and unfortunately they detained her. Well, rumor is that the U S is trying to, um, get her released and stating that her, um, you know, her reason for being in jail is kind of illegal over there, which it is, but they want the U S to release one of theirs before they are willing to release Brittany, which um, I haven't seen anywhere where they're stating who um, the person is, but I'm sure it's somebody who did something way worse than having a vape cartridge in their luggage. So I'm hoping that this is what's putting the U.S. at a standstill and they don't got our girl just sitting over there playing Russian roulette with her life because who wants who wants to, you know, go through that? But anyway, the update is her detention was extended. Um, she's supposed to have pre pre-trial detention she was supposed to get out I believe like last week or uh, this is early this week so I would say maybe Friday or sometime last week but she wasn't it was extended um now she will be in custody through July 2nd so I would just say continue to keep her in your prayers guys this has got to be something that is hard, you know what I'm saying? Being in jail and then having to be um, in jail in a different country where you know they treating her like shit because she American. And it's like, 
you know, I I just hate that you know her as a WNBA play, I mean WNBA player here in the states and over in Russia or wherever else you know these women go and they ball. It just sucks that they have to do that. You know, I know that there's men that go overseas as well, but it's not quite the same. It's not, oh, he playing the NBA here and he plays for, no, it's not the same. And it's it's just women's sports, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully down the line, will start getting the advertising and the backing and everything it needs. So when you do make it here in the States, you can avoid things like this. But also for the women who don't make it, and going overseas is what's best for them. I just hope that something gives where this isn't a fear for them to go somewhere else. Or if this is something that they do, they're not just being detained for ignorance and things like that. Especially when things could be avoided. Um, and two guys, not to say that she is just totally innocent. You know, she did have the oil in her cart. I mean, in her luggage. So make sure you know the rules. You know what's going on. Don't. You know, we be wanting to get away with murder, but we got to follow the rules at times, too. So I'm just saying, keep her in your prayers. I know she's ready to go. Her wife wanted her to be out. I read also that she missed the car, her anniversary car with her wife, because nobody was scheduled to work over the weekend at the embassy. Like, this has just got to be hard for everybody, especially, you know, Brittany and her family. So, again, let's just keep them in our prayers. And hopefully after... um July 2nd, she will be out and can just go through the court system and, you know, be free. She's facing like 10 years. They're saying this is like a big drug trafficking violation. So I'm praying for Brittany and you guys to, you know, let's continue to keep her lifted up in our prayers. So moving on, um, I, I reported a little bit ago on Leah Thomas, maybe a few months ago, Leah Thomas is a transgender woman who competes uh, competitively in women's swim. Now, Leah, before transitioning, was always into swimming um, as a boy. <clears throat> but as a boy, Leah sucked. I'm not saying that this is why Leah transitioned. I'm just giving y'all a little back story. And you can go and um, listen to the show and get a little bit more information, my previous show. But... For all you guys who don't know, Leah competed competitively, was a competitive swimmer as a boy before transitioning to a woman and continuing to swim. Well, as a boy, Leah sucked. And and once Leah got back into swimming as a girl, started kicking ass. Well, that kind of made people like me and other people, especially the swimmers, a little hot under the collar because, I mean, wow, (laughs) like... It's really not fair. Like, my stance on things completely then and now is I think that they need to have a transgender league for people like Leah who wants to compete because I don't think that it's fair to say, oh, no, you can't, um, you know, compete, like, you know what I'm saying? It's all over because you are a woman, you know, now a woman. But I also don't think it's fair for um, people in Leah's position to be born a man and just now smoke women, you know what I'm saying? Especially when if this, I mean, well, it's shown, it you know, it's proven that if he was to stay a man or if she was to stay a man, I'm sorry, 
it wouldn't have been the same results. So, um, FINA, F-I-N-A, they came out over the weekend and basically said that it was not fair for Leah to continue to compete. So, you know, Leah is now banned from um, being a competitive swimmer against other women. According to the organization, you can't compete. Any transgender person cannot compete if they're if they started competing, com- going through their transition um, at 12 or older. I felt like that made sense, which is nowadays, you know, these kids are younger and younger going to their parents and stating they feel different anyway. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't put anything past me um, if it was somebody trying to come out and transition prior to 12. So I get that. I think at 12, your body do develop. You started especially as for a man, you know, you start getting your muscles, voice start getting deep and all of that. I could just, you know, remember being raised with my two brothers and how, especially my youngest brother, we grew up so close together. I saw, you know, his transition between boy and a man. It was like one day he just woke up with big ass feet and a deep voice. And I'm, I mean, my mom, we all were like, wow. I mean, who is this kid and where did he come from? So I think that that's fair, personally. I also just feel like they have, we're at a time where now they're, you know, starting so many new things and working with so many new organizations to where they should find some kind of outlet for transgender people in sports because they, it's kind of singling them out as well. It's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword, so I I do sympathize and empathize with, uh, I'm sorry, not empathize because I'm not transgender, but I do sympathize with Leah, and I do feel, you know, sorry because it's probably like, oh, my God, swimming is being taken away from me, but if, you know, at some point in the world we can come to a conclusion that this is something that should be done as far as getting the transgender league going, then, you know, that will open the door for not only Leah, but maybe a lot of people who uh, struggle with coming out because what does that mean for their position in sports and, you know, what they love? Like, you know, me being a woman, I love football, and they do have women leagues, but it's like if I transition, do I really think I would become a man player? Like, no, I would still get my ass swallowed. So, you know, if you had to ask me my opinion, it would be, Let's make a league for people like Leah and, you know, everyone who still wants to have their rightful place here in the world and do what they love because we should all always be able to, to able to do that. So we'll, come, we'll see what's next. You know, we will definitely see what's next. Now, um, I'm going to roll to Deshaun Watson next because the last thing I wanted to hit on today is going to be a little long form, and I have some questions to raise. So let's get an update on trifling Deshaun Watson. Last week, guys, I gave you guys an update. I told you that it was more women um, joining the lawsuit, and his lawyer, um, Rusty Harden, came out and said that happy endings weren't illegal. Well, I think that's what really, you know, hold on, let me let me take a sip of my water. I think that statement from his lawyer 
is what really got the ball rolling on the fact that today it come out that 20 of the 24 women settled. Now, I did uh, mention to you guys before in the previous show that Deshaun Watson did want to settle. He wanted to settle and he wanted everything to be public uh, record. The women, however, did not want it to be public record. So this has been dragged on for now over a year. Well, finally, um, he settles with 24 women. I mean, 20 of the 24 women. And it is going to be sealed. Um, The original person, the original filer, number one of 24, she is actually still number um, one of four ladies that's going through, you know, the case. Now, this is going to continue to be civil. Two grand juries have already, you know, came to the conclusion that this will not be a criminal case. But... It's like, okay, you already settled. It's going to be more money, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what civil it is, you know. He's not going to jail. So, eventually, these other four women will get money, too. I now am a little confused at, okay, so why not just settle? Like, what more do you want? Um, Because, like, what's going to happen to him, right, is my question. But it's still... It's just really all weird because the NFL has done nothing, (laughs) like absolutely nothing since the start of last season when they said that they that Deshaun Watson could not speak about this until after the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl has came and went. Some stuff has now come out and it's still like the NFL is now like, oh, we're going to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to do an investigation. But where was this all season? Or even all last year before the season started, because I believe Sports Talk with Winnie B started in March. So Deshaun Watson, like this started when my show started. Um, and I've been reporting on it ever since. Like every time we can get an update, I give you guys an update. So I'm just confused a little bit at where the hell is the NFL? Like, oh, that rhymes. I could be a rapper. But furthermore, what is it? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And what happens to future massage therapists in the NFL that goes through this with somebody else that's not Deshaun Watson? Like, are you guys doing anything? Because what it looks like, like I said last week, is somebody on that Houston Texans team needs to be fired as well. Somebody knew something. This was some cover-up which seemed to have now went bad when Deshaun Watson expressed his want to be out of Houston. All of this to me, and I'm sure a lot of other people out here, you know, feel the same way. Deshaun Watson expressed one out. He won out and now boom, the owner's neighbor is representing all these women who are being sexually harassed during, you know, therapy, uh, therapy sessions. Somebody knew something. And now it's like it's more women that may come out there saying, and I'm at this point, if he's settling, yeah, it's probably going to be more women that's coming out now because he's giving up the money, something that nobody saw coming. You know, he wanted to fight it and blah, blah, blah. I personally think personally think he's settling now because he want to play. He spent all last season on the bench 
And he could still be facing suspension. But to be honest, I think the NFL is being lazy. They're dragging their feet, and they don't know what they're going to do. I I don't think that, that the, the deal between the Browns and um the, the Texans should have went through. That trade, until they figured this situation out, that $230 million guarantee would have never been on the table. You know what I'm saying? It's still questionable. Like, you still got Baker Mayfield somewhere in the corner trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody's going to want to trade for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so who, I mean, you, this is just all a catastrophe on both ends, in, in Texas and in Cleveland. But, yeah, I don't know. I still think Deshaun Watson is trifling. He is going to be trifling because he got that trifling-ass lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, the lawyer basically worded things in a way that, he nasty. He did it, and he filed. And his lawyer is just as filed for saying, like, what do you mean it's not illegal? Like, boy, okay, whatever. If it's an update to give, y'all, I'm going to give. <laughs> so 20 women got their money. We won't know how much it is because the records are sealed. So unless somebody go against their NDA that I'm sure they had to sign, that's over with. So now it's four against Deshaun Watson. We going to see what happens next. Moving on to one of my favorite schools, the University of Michigan. Um, Coach Harbaugh came out and he was talking about um, NIL and Michigan, basically. Now, um. I believe the coaching staff over there at Ohio State wanted boosters to give more money so that essentially, you know, they can pay the kids to come here. So where I'm a little bit more confused is I thought NIL was a business that would want representation from one of the students. So um, I can pay somebody from Michigan to, um, you know, wear sports talk with Whitney B shirt, take some pictures in it or something, you know. Some kind of publicity, you know, something like that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm signing to go with Ohio's, I mean, play for Ohio State University and I got a million dollar, you know, deal, which is dumb. Well, this is really what it's come down to. It's no really fine line between what's accepted and what's not accepted. So now it's becoming a matter of, well, how are recruits going to be recruited? Am I going to go to a school like Michigan that has a good name and a good recruiting class and a good, you know, coaching staff, or am I going to go to Ohio State, per se, where they're going to just pay me? You know what I'm saying? Off rip. I don't know. I don't know. Well... Jim Harbaugh, like, we ain't doing that, okay? He said, we, you know, I'm not paying you, your son, to come over here, and he might not even play. You know what I'm saying? Especially as a freshman. Like, how many true freshmen do you honestly see hit the field um, at these, you know, bigger colleges? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really rare. You know what I'm saying? And this, it's like you look at, the small numbers, like, oh, you have these, you know, 
If we talk about the Big Ten, you you know what I'm saying? You got Michigan, Ohio, Michigan State, let's you know, Iowa. Let's just say those are the better schools, right? In the Big Ten conference. And then you you go over to you get Alabama, um, LSU, um, Georgia, right? That's this is just seven teams, maybe seven or eight I just named. Um, and it's a few other schools we'll sprinkle in there. But we'll just take these seven top schools. There's seven schools with a small roster. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Maybe we'll say, I don't know. Give or take, we'll say 100 kids on the team. So that's 700 kids, right? You can probably take 700 people from Michigan alone, 700 high school kids from Michigan alone and fill the team and then you turn around and you probably have some leftover you know people so when you consider every high school from everywhere in and out of the U.S. that that's competing for these spots on this team you really realize well why the hell am I paying these people to come and they might not even play on top of the fact that you know, how then does that work? Like, if everybody want to go to Ohio State University, how do they pick these recruits based on what? Because you can't just pay everybody. So I was listening to my favorite um, sports show outside of mine this morning, and they had, like, they posed the question, like, well, will the players want to go to Michigan, you know, top receivers and stuff like that if – um, they're not paying to play. I think the answer to that question is yes. And I believe the answer to that question is yes, is because it, you can't have a team with all the top um, wide receivers. Like somebody got to go somewhere else. It's not room for everybody. It's not enough room, should I say, for everybody on one team. And it, for damn sure it's not enough room for everybody on seven teams. So I think Michigan will continue to still be in a good position as far as recruiting. It I believe it just may be a little bit more challenging in the talks when you when he has to go and sit down with these players or talk to these players and let them know the value to come to Michigan. You're going to get the deal. You're going to get the looks. People are going to acknowledge you. It's just going to be the fact of it's not going to be up front. Like you have to work. You have to prove that you're worth this to be able to then, you know, move ahead and get these deals and ultimately get in a position to get in the NFL and get what you really want, you know, because, it's already slippery to me, like I told you guys before as well. Like, y'all throwing these money at kids who's never had anything. You know, some of these kids come from money, but I guarantee you 70% of them don't. <laughs> so you're throwing this money at them and without financial literacy courses and expecting for them to focus on the reason they're there. So I... I don't know. I think we should follow this as well and and see, just see how this goes moving forward for not only Michigan but other universities as well because um, 
I don't know. I just think it's. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing because it's good. It is good that they want to give people money. I think it's just too fast. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just going about it the wrong way. And I, I agree with Coach Harbaugh. It's not that I'm just such a Michigan fan or just want to jump off the deep end for Michigan. Um, I just want for people to be smarter, I guess, especially these kids who – have to make these decisions on going to school and is it going to be about the money or not? And then what happens to the other players on the team who's not getting the money? Are they going to want to block or they want to play their positions and, you know, essentially do what they have to do to maybe protect like the million dollar quarterback. Like, is he going to get blockers or the first game and they're going to let the defense come right through and break his arm and leg. And now you didn't give a million dollars for what? So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I think that, they NIL should be a thing. I think that they need to go back to the drawing board and make it more rules surrounding it before it just gets way out of hand. I'm going to pose the question um, for you guys in the poll. If you listen on Spotify, take the poll, um, or you can go um, and comment on the website, mywhitneyb.com. That's M-Y-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B.com. Go through the comments, leave your name, your email, and answer the question for me, will players want to go to a school that is not willing to pay them up front for recruiting now, you know, that NIL is a thing. So you guys let me know what you think. I'm going to be interested in seeing it. I appreciate everybody for listening in. Again, women, reach out to me. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. We got this. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. And it's going to be fun. So without further ado, y'all. Let's get this thing popping and I'm out.